Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Are you tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Just watch me love myself That's all I want Got what I want That's all I want I'm not sorry I'm Claire Fallon. And I'm Emma Gray. And this is Love to See It, an obsessively detailed recap podcast about reality dating shows like The Bachelor and other pop culture that makes us laugh, cry, and curse the patriarchy. We can't live with these shows and we can't live without them, but we can break down every juicy moment and unpack all the weird messages these shows send us about love, sex, and dating. Welcome to Love to See It, a podcast about why three-hour episodes of Bachelor in Paradise should be made illegal. And, you know, also love and engagements and some other things that manage to kind of pierce our cold, dark hearts. Unfortunately, Claire came down with a terrible stomach flu, so she is out for the count on today's recap, but she will be back early next week, and we will be discussing a classic holiday film, The Family Stone, with our dear friend Kelsey McKinney. So never fear. Claire will be back very soon. But as a treat, joining us today, joining me today (laughs) to discuss the extremely, I would say interminably long finale of Bachelor in Paradise is Lee Blickley. I'm back. You know, I was supposed to be back (laughs) anyway. It just happened on this day. So, you know, we're just going to go go with the flow like we've been doing for the last four months. But I am so sad. I'm I'm missing Claire again. But I'm sending her all good vibes. <laughs> Stomach flu with kids is no joke. No joke. We love you, Claire. We hope you are taking a very long nap right now. And selfishly, Lee, I am grateful that you were already our guest today because <laughs> that means I can lean on you as a co-host, which I'm really going to need the support. Well, this was too, yeah. For the three <laughs> hour episode. long episode that was unnecessary, I'm here yes. to fully support you. You're going to need just, somebody to lean on. I really am. And I, I'm just really uh, proud of myself that I managed to keep our notes doc to just 10 pages for three hours of content. So otherwise, I deserve a gold star. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> otherwise, it would have been too long, to be honest. You have to trim it. And they could have trimmed a lot themselves, (laughs) editors. (laughs) There's a lot of filler. So before we get into 
the meat of today's episode, I I did on on a more serious note want to address an email that we received on the pod account, which asked me explicitly to stop bringing up my Judaism and Jewish identity. Specifically, this email said, great, you are Jewish and happy about that. Now keep it professional and keep it to yourself. And um, this, I've been sitting with this email. You know, it did come from someone who, who claimed to be a fan of the show and uh, a member of this community. And I have to admit that I was pretty shaken by this email and disturbed to receive it. And I do not use this word lightly at all, but I found it to be fairly anti-Semitic. And here is why. Messages like this imply that my Jewish identity is something that should be hidden or suppressed, suggesting that Jewish culture is something to be ashamed of or kept private. Encouraging someone to conceal their cultural or ethnic or religious identity is, in fact, a form of marginalization. And we just want to be really clear. And Claire co-signs all of this message. You know, she was prepared to have this conversation with me um, and Lee who I also shared this email with when I received it, felt the same way. Um, This is just not something that we tolerate within this podcast or within our podcast community. We do not tolerate this form of marginalization against any identity group ever. I also want to make it clear that being Jewish is not simply something that I'm happy about, something that I just picked up and 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 that I like. It is something that I am. I don't have a choice about whether or not to be this thing. It is as core to me as any other racial or ethnic identity is to any person. I also, and I honestly cannot believe that this needs to be said, but discussing Jewish identity and representation, something that I have done for nearly a decade, the near decade that we have had this podcast, is not a statement on foreign policy or geopolitical affairs. It is me discussing representation on a show that has a very, historically, a very narrow idea of whose stories are worth telling. I also want to be clear that I do not believe that things like, for example, criticizing the actions of the Israeli government are anti-Semitic. But asking someone to subsume their Jewish identity for your comfort, that is anti-Semitic. Our identities are core to who we are as hosts of this podcast. They are core to our commentary, which is, in essence, it's fundamental to its essence, is personal commentary. That is our job, and we will not be subsuming our identities because someone yelled at us over email to do so. This goes for all identity groups, all guests, and all hosts of this show. And we just want to say that if this is not something that you can handle as a listener, then you are welcome to exit this community because it is not a line that we are willing to negotiate. That was also beautifully said. 
And I just want to say that when I saw this email, my stomach dropped. This was not something I ever expected from our fan base. And I hope that people learn something from what you just said. Um, because, yeah, I don't stand for it. And neither neither does this podcast. And it's hurtful. And Emma's been hurting. And that's not right. This is not something I ever intended to discuss here. Um, and you know, to be clear, there are a, a lot bigger things going on than my personal pain, but we sat with it and we discussed it and it just felt like something we needed to address publicly and just be clear on, on where we stand. And again, this goes for not just my identities, but the identities of any marginalized group and any person who appears on this podcast and any person within our community. Um, and on that note, thank you, Lee, for your support. I appreciate it. And let's just let's just take a real left turn <laughs> and head right to the beach because it is a new and slightly more somber week in paradise. Yes, paradise is still going. Even though I left on a little hiatus, here we are. It's the finale. <laughs> You're back, baby. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's another somber week in paradise. And the vibes were definitely off as Tanner informs us. A lot of people went home last night. You know, Rachel self-exited. Brayden left. You know, it's time. Time's running out, and paradise is coming to an end, and things are getting serious. These couples need to make some hard decisions. Unfortunately for them, Jess and Mercedes are still there <laughs> inexplicably, and they're they're just trying so hard to psych themselves up, to take a tequila shot, build a sandcastle, and, you know, maybe still find love <laughs> in the next 12 hours. My main feeling was that they should accept that they aren't into Tanner and Jordan V and should put themselves out of their misery, go home, enjoy a nice bubble bath, take a nap. Yeah, get out of the sun, <laughs> leave the bugs behind, the crabs. But no, they're like, let's let's go make sandcastles together, which I did find very endearing. It was too, cute. It was like a friendship, uh, a cute moment where they're just kind of heartbroken. And Jess is definitely still mourning Blake and the fact that he's not there to not only give her compliments on her outfits, <laughs> but just he's not there in general, which I feel like a lot of people really miss Blake. Um, yeah, he, Blake he was like the rock the of this speech. Mm -hmm. He was like, the 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 steady one. I can see it. I can see why people would feel shaken by Blake's exit. But yeah, Jess is sad that she's getting dressed and she has no one to impress. <laughs> Again, ding, ding, ding. She's not into Tanner. No. And Mercedes admits that Tyler didn't give her affirmation or anything like that. <laughs> but she's still bummed that they didn't work out. And this is me adding this, but it's clear that she has zero interest in Jordan. Meanwhile, Tanner and Jordan are keeping hope alive by ogling their hot ladies and catcalling them from the pool. Yeah, they have no idea that these ladies are not interested in them. They're like, look, None. we got the roses. They're going to like continue this journey of two days with us. Yeah. And maybe we'll all get engaged and live happily ever after. Like, guys, you got to take the L. Mm -hmm. Ugh. John Henry and Aaron, meanwhile, are feeling a lot better than Jess and Mercedes because they are part of two stable couples. John Henry is like, look, I know me and Kat are super different, but I see myself with her outside of paradise. These two are just like 
smooth sailing once they committed. I swear, I you know, we had our moments with Kat. Kat gave us some interesting verbal choices this season, just overall vibes. But since she's been with John Henry, she's a better person. And you can actually see their connection. Like, I act, I enjoy them most, I think, out of all the couples left because their dynamic's so interesting, because they're so different. Um, so Kat, yeah, yeah Kat bizarre. really did a 180. She she really did. You know, sometimes people just need to be in a secure relationship and that changes everything. I hope next she will, you know, contemplate her behavior towards other women when she's not in such a secure place. But yes. we digress. A date card arrives and it is for Kat and John Henry. Love is about finding balance, it says. Cat is giddy, so they head off to a different, more expansive beach for some paddle boarding. And John Henry is like, look, I know we still have to have some really big conversations. We got to figure it out. Are we ready for the next step? Yeah, and Cat's feelings are growing too. Growing at a rapid pace for John Henry. <laughs> I think she meant pace, but... <laughs> I think she meant pace too. And I, this is something I would do too. So I'm not trying to nitpick, but it was just so funny. I watched this episode twice and it like, it really like stood out to me. I commend you for that. Six hours of thrilling television. <laughs> John Henry knows that Cat will bring a ton of new things into his life as we learn later, vitamin C serum, matcha lattes. <laughs> but he also loves that she's so caring and supportive to other women. Uh, I just want John Henry to maybe go back and watch this season. Yeah. That's not like, huh. really the case. It's <laughs> but. not the takeaway I had, but you know what? I, I love that you see that side of Kat, and I hope that you bring it out of her, John Henry. But now it's time for them to get vulnerable. And this, this was a really, this was the point where I was like, okay, I, I see the connection. They're really sharing with each other. They're really connecting. First, Kat talks to John Henry about her family situation. We have a clip. We have one married couple in my whole family. One. And I have a huge family. My dad had four wives. <laughs> like, really? So, I, yeah, I moved out at 17, and I, um, I lived in a group home mm -hmm. for a little bit. I didn't speak to my family for a while. I grew a lot from it, but I really was, like, embarrassed by it. And, like, there's still people in my adult life that I've met that don't even know that. Um, you know, sometimes it's just like you want to protect yourself and you don't want to be viewed as if like what you come from, you want to be viewed from who you see. I had forgotten this about Kat. I think it is something that we knew about her. I think it was discussed briefly on Zach's season. Yeah, it reminded me. I was like, oh, yeah. right. Because I did always assume that Kat had a past, you know, something yes. that informs her decisions and... And her anxiety, yes. like it, and it, and it makes sense. Um, you know, she talks about her shame around this history and her desire for people to see what she's showing them, but then also having to realize that maybe what her front isn't 
the totality of who she is. And that that resonated for me. I did have a moment where I was like, I've been watching too much Sister Wives because she was like, <laughs> my dad had four wives. And I was like, At it took me a second. Time? I, was like, <laughs> I was like, oh no, she means like her dad has been married four times. But yeah. I was like, wow, really going into like Cody Brown territory in my TLC adult brain. Which is a, a lot. But I think about like a young girl too. You know, when your father gets married over and over and you're young and you're trying to like impress his new wife or form a bond with her or and you're doing that four different times or at least you know the first time is probably her mother um right yeah it's just a lot and it kind of does explain a little bit more about Kat and her relationship maybe to women you know yeah and her attachment style I mean it yeah it it always is very humanizing to understand more about a person's history and John Henry takes this on board. He reacts well. He's like, you know, everyone has their shit, basically. And he tells Kat that he has actually struggled with depressive episodes in the past. And it's something that comes and goes. And he says this is the first time he's brought it up to anybody, which I was like, oh, man, you're 31. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, we teach men and boys to be so repressed. Like, that made me really sad. He never shared it with anyone. Oh, that that hurt me too. But then I did see like how these two could connect because as he says, he thinks they could help each other like with their struggles and through their future struggles. And I agree. I think maybe that will be the case. I hope so for them. Things feel right between them. Kat sees John Henry as a person she'd want to do life with. Just some of my favorite (laughs) Instagram language. And John Henry tells her, you moving out at 17 and seeing what you made of yourself, that's my new favorite thing about you. Really sweet. I know. They're all in for each other. And it feels like engagement might be next. Kat says she feels like John Henry sees her the way that she has been waiting to be seen by a partner. Yeah, she's had a few. You know, we look back, Brayden. (laughs) Yeah, in recent history. (laughs) Uh, where she just didn't feel like chosen or she didn't feel seen. But John Henry definitely well, I thought it gives was her that. The tongue kisses. Right. Please. You know, he does have that tongue ring. So <laughs> that's just he's that's next how, level. He's that's next how level. you know someone sees you. They like shove. They want to open makeout with you. like Yeah, the open mouth <laughs> makeout <laughs> with a lot of tongue, just like right down the throat. <laughs> Back on the beach, Jess and Tanner are sitting four feet apart. <laughs> From each other on a giant daybed with Coco, the dog. They're learning things about each other. You know, Jess's parents are divorced. Tanner's whole family is in Pittsburgh. Tanner is so excited about Jess, and Jess seems to be uh, tolerating Tanner's presence. (laughs) I'm just like, Jess is barely engaged in this conversation. She's like, wow, that's so nice that your family... They're cool. still in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Cool. Like, yeah. And he's so wow. excited. He's like, yeah, we're all still there. Like, hometown. This is like a conversation that you would have in the corner of a party where you're like, you got trapped by someone and you're like looking around trying yes. to see if there's someone else to talk to to get out of it. Like, I just, Jess is done. She's Jess, done. Jess is so done. Done. And you know what? I it's feel not, bad for Tanner in this moment, but I don't because of what happened with Rachel. And I'm exactly. so confused by that. So I'm just like, both of you just need to leave the beach. You need to leave. Yeah. For different reasons, you gotta go. Yeah. 
At this point, another date card arrives, and this time it's for Aaron and Eliza, our other super secure couple. And the date card says, tonight is about deepening your connection. Aaron is like, yes, let's do this, then let's get engaged. And it feels like the timing of these two date cards was designed to make Kylie start to spiral. Yes, because why didn't they also get a date card? Like, I know they had one of the Because they first know she's dates. insecure. Yes. That's why. But I kept thinking that. I was like, they're trying to get Kylie to spiral, and they succeed. Yeah. They succeed because she is just... She sees, you know, Aaron's ready to propose to Eliza, and Avon is not ready to propose to her. And she tells Mercedes that historically, she's always been searching for the next best thing. But with Avon, there's no searching. She knows he's the one, but he's the one who will not give her what she wants, which is, of course, a ring from Neil Lane. <laughs> the only option. The only purveyor of rings. On that note, we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we will get into Aaron and Eliza's date. Can you keep up? I like Okay, so you got engaged. Congrats. Now you may be wondering what comes next. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually even enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or, you know, from your couch, which is certainly how, uh, if I was planning a wedding, I would definitely want to do it as loungily as possible. <laughs> so important. I also just know myself. I, I know that planning any kind of event, like even a birthday party, can get very stressful. And so it's been really cool to see friends use Zola. It really seems to make everything a lot less stressful. And as a frequent wedding attender, I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. Thank you, Zola. Yeah, everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. Anyone who's been listening to this podcast for a while or even not that long knows that we love Article. I mean, honestly, I'm looking around my home right now. Coffee tables from Article. That lovely chair out on my deck. Article. Our big console. Article. I'm My bed frame. Article. This is an Article household. It is. And it's, I mean, it was an inspiration to me. We finally got our first Article piece of furniture recently our new couch and my husband and I are both constantly just like how did we live before this couch this is such an improvement over what we had before it's so comfortable it just seems to get more comfortable every day I mean it's the couch you dream of and the reason that we have both been able to find ideal furniture on article is because article believes in delightful design for every home and thanks to their online only model they have some really delightful prices too their curated assortment of mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandi, and boho designs makes furniture shopping simple. And their team of designers are all about finding that perfect balance between style, quality, and price because we all want 
the best of all of those three things united in one piece of furniture, right? Plus, they're dedicated to thoughtful craftsmanship that stands the test of time and, you know, looks good doing it. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash LTSI, and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash LTSI for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. One in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list, as they should, because it's very important. If that's you, then make this year the year you finally check it off your list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Wow, that is really fast. Their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning link Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. I personally used Babbel before I headed off to Paris for 3 weeks and it was so helpful just kind of giving me back the basic understanding of French, allowing me to interact with people in restaurants, in shops, and, you know, just not make a total fool of myself when in a foreign country. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash LTSI. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash LTSI. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash LTSI. Rules and restrictions may apply. And we are back. And Aaron and Eliza head off on their date. And surprise, it is a classic bachelor-style cultural appropriation spiritual date. I was like, guys. You need one every season, you know? Why? Why We don't, Do- but they still deliver. <sighs> I'm so tired. They meet Christina de la Paz, who is their shaman for the night, and will be leading them through a fire ceremony and a temescal, which is a sweat lodge. <sighs> Aaron is full steam ahead, and Eliza is feeling a little bit more hesitant. They strip down to their bathing suits for the sweat lodge, and they are made to share their deepest relationship fears. For Aaron, he says his fear is choosing someone and not being chosen back. Kind of like what happened with Charity on her season of The Bachelorette. But he tells Eliza that for them, he prays for commitment and jubilant, ever-at-lasting love. I loved this jubilant throw-in. Right? You know? I was like, oh, I, was I like, haven't heard that great in a while. word. <laughs> jubilant is a fantastic word. I love that. I think Aaron. Eliza liked it, too. She's like, jubilant. Yeah. She's like, jubilant. That's great. <laughs> Eliza also hopes that they continue to choose each other through the good times and the bad. And afterwards, they sit down. And Aaron is very direct. He's like, I see an engagement with you. And she's really happy. She wanted him to bring this up first before she had to. And she tells him she's falling for him, too. They're both glowing from sweat, but also, I assume, from happiness. (laughs) They always have the biggest smiles on their faces, these two. They're very charming. I do see, like, a little bit more, yeah, hesitancy with Eliza. Yes. Aaron seems, like, all in, and Eliza's definitely more in her head. 
but they're cute. They've been the strongest couple from the beginning. I'm obsessed with them. Yeah, back on the beach, Kat and John Henry are making plans for the future. He'd fly to Tampa. She'd fly to Virginia Beach. And they'd both be on cloud nine. (laughs) Love that. Meanwhile, Jess and Mercedes are both still deep in depression mode. It does not seem to be lifting, especially Jess, who is just standing with Mercedes by the bar, twisting Mercedes' braid in her fingers and looking very sad. After this beautiful conversation about their future, Kat runs up giddily to Jess and Mercedes. And I I was deceased by this. We have a clip. Of what Jess and Mercedes say to Kat next. No. You don't want to talk to me? No. You won't? No. I haven't talked to you all day. I know, but I don't want to. You really don't want to talk to me? No. No. That's fine. Well, anyways, do we have fun? I'm so tired of this. Oh my God. I like it's not funny because Jess is clearly hurting, but it is funny because it's re- it's relatable in the sense that you're like, when I am depressed about love, what I don't want is to receive all the giddy emotions of my friend who is like in love <laughs> in in the throes of finding love. Like there is nothing worse. Oh my this gosh. is like this is like when I went through a brutal breakup and then, I got a call from one of my best friends, uh, boyfriends, being like, I'm proposing in two days. And I was like, yeah. You're like, no. I like went to the engagement party because I wanted to like support so badly. And I was so happy for them. But like I ended up like in the bathroom crying. Like that was, that's, sometimes you just, I'm actually proud of Jess for just being like, I really don't want to talk to you right now. They're in two different places. Like, and Jess is, she knows. She's like, no, I don't need to hear all your mushy gushy. Like, he's going to fly up to, you know, down to Tampa. She's like, I'm just, she just wants to get the heck out of there. She's ready. And she just knows that the last thing she has to do is break up with Tanner or just tell Tanner they were never a thing. Kat is doing, like, a full toxic positivity thing to the camera, which I think we see Kylie over these last few episodes do, too, where it's just, like, they want their friends to stay. So they're like, no, of course there's time to find a connection. Keep hope alive. Of course. It's fine. You know, don't don't give up. And it's like, no. Sometimes the kind thing to say is you're allowed to go. Yeah. You're allowed to be done. We want you go to be home. happy. Get room service, take a bubble bath, take a goddamn nap. <laughs> At this point, Jess seems to be telling herself this because she pulls Tanner aside and it is immediately clear that it's going to be a breakup conversation. She just seems so depleted. Tanner lightly tries to be like, Jess, like, I don't want you to have any regrets, but I do just want to see you happy. He also says that their earlier conversation about Coco the dog's balls, I guess, was the best conversation he's had in paradise. No, like, no. really? Tanner. Man, we're Tanner. really starting to see Tanner's game just. I, I, yeah, I'm just like, dude, you're, I don't know. I feel like 
He really bounced around. And so now I have no sympathy for him. Where I did. I really liked him. He was like one of my favorites. (sighs) I still enjoy him and Olivia's friendship. But I think the way he handled relationships on the island was not. It's giving a man who doesn't know himself or what he wants. Mm -hmm. He wants a relationship. He wants it to work. But like he zeroes in on someone and then it kind of goes sideways and then he like zeroes in on someone else and tells himself a new story and it's like uh, we've also like, seen dude, him like yeah have a better conversation with Rachel <laughs> like yeah, about you know how he wants to Netflix and chill with someone and build all these businesses <laughs> like I think that's more exciting Tanner than Coco's balls yeah like what I yeah I can't and Jess has just given up at this point she just weakly says I just want to be at home you can tell that she's just really sad about what happened with Blake. And she tells Tanner, like, I'm just, I'm done with this place. Tanner spins this to his advantage to the cameras. And he's like, you know, I think Jess's heart is really telling her that there might be something there between us. But she just has nothing left to give. And I was like, you know, I get it. I get it. Let yourself down easy. Yeah. It's fine. She was into Blake. (laughs) And she was never into you, Tanner. Sorry. She thought Tanner was cute. And she wanted the opportunity to explore it. But, like, she's really sad about Blake. Yeah. So she wants to go home. Tanner and Jess both leave the beach. Jess in tears. She didn't think this was how paradise was supposed to go for her, you know? I came here for love, she says, and I'm leaving with nothing. Friendships. You're leaving with so many friendships, Jess. She was and a so, lot of goodwill from the franchise. She was a joy, too, on the beach. So many. Yeah. She's leaving with so much more body glitter than she even imagined, <laughs> either. She spread the gospel. Think think of that, Jess. Kat, at this point, I'm sorry, I have sympathy, but I was laughing a little bit. She's just like absolutely weeping in her in the moment about how heartbreaking it is. Like, Jess, she wanted love and she's leaving without love. I was like, Kat, I, I get it. You're so empathetic towards your friend. That's beautiful. Also, Jess is 24. She'll be fine. She's gonna be fine. She's a very hot blonde 24-year-old. Like, this is not like, you know, Golden Bachelor where we saw Leslie actually express that like time is running out for her. No, Jess, you are fine. You are absolutely fine. Nothing but time. Yeah. Nothing but time. She's she's gonna be good. She's gonna find the thing she wants. I, I, I feel that I can say that with total certainty for her. But of course, everyone's depressed because a lot of people have now left the beach in a 24-hour period. And Olivia, Olivia sums it up for us. Tonight was not good, weird, dreary, sad, heavy. Tanner and Jess left. Jess left. Are you serious? What? I'm not even going to say goodbye. I know, I know, I know. What is going on? Her resident narrator, too, Olivia, always has the best descriptors. Like, I just... She's a queen. She's she's our queen narrator. She's the only narrator we need. I love Olivia. This was an excellent line. And I also was like, wow, Tanner and Jess made such quick exits that Avon and Kylie, like, didn't even see them. No. And Kylie is upset. I mean, this happened, you know, she probably would have chased Jess like she chased Blake, you know? (laughs) She doesn't let her friends go easy. (laughs) That's true. (sighs) Kylie is, of course, continuing to just spin out about the prospect of an engagement. 
she and Avon sit down to chat and it immediately seems like they are just, they just cannot understand each other. He is very frustrated by her hyper-focus on engagement. And he says, why is engagement the only way that you're going to believe that I see a future with you? And she feels like him saying he just wants the option to leave with her isn't enough for her. And they just seem to be at an impasse. Kylie is like, I don't want to force Avid into an engagement, but she wonders if he'll ever be ready if he's not right now. She says to the camera, oh my gosh. you're almost 30 years old. I was like, wow, drag us, Kylie, yeah. calm down. 30, <laughs> my God. My God. Time really if, is running out. If <laughs> you haven't gotten married by 30, you should probably just fucking lay down and let a car run you over. Yeah. Who, Avon, get it together. <laughs> oh, but they are just like going in circles about this. Avon says, you make it sound like when this is over, I'm going to evaporate into the water and disappear. And he's just like, I didn't, I really didn't realize how badly you wanted an engagement. Avon tells the camera that he feels really sure about Kylie and he's trying to consider what she's feeling, but he's really afraid of getting engaged and then having it not work out. At this point, Avon does something I don't love, which is that he just gets up in the middle of the conversation, exhausted, and is like, I'm going to bed. Good night. Yeah, he just leaves her there. He um, just leaves. And she breaks down in tears. She said, um, you know, she knows she knows that her partner is Avon, um, but she doesn't understand why he can't see that, too. She doesn't know what more she can be. Um, nothing, Kylie. It's you not can't about be anything you. more. It's yeah, it's oh. not about you. I think Avon just, you know, he wants to do a proposal once, um, and he doesn't feel like now's the time. So I understand both sides. I really Me do. Too. I understand what he's feeling, but I also understand that like she's on this show. We right. know how the Bachelor works. She's also seen Avon go through this process on Rachel's season. So she knows that he can be in that mindset to be like, although an engagement. wasn't wasn't even actually really suspect about an engagement on Rachel. I think season. he's always been. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't I, think he I was ever like jumping. Was... And then he gets a little. I know they talk about it later in the episode, but he does get a little like annoyed, annoyed that but she I, brings that up. But I did feel like, in, in a sense, that this was consistent with him. That he just really not wrap his head around getting engaged on TV without having any real-life relationship experience, which on the one hand is the most logical thing in the world. Yes. And I completely understand why he feels that way. And I also understand why he feels hurt that she seems to be so focused on this one symbol. On the other hand, as you said, Lee, they're within the world of this show. And on this show, and I'm sure what production has been saying, it's like, Engagement just means you're choosing the other person. You get a free ring. There's you don't have to get married. Like there's there's not a lot of difference between leaving this show in a relationship and leaving this show engaged. Although I guess other than like public pressure and yes. the having to go through an ended engagement publicly. So I which I do understand I would not want to do. So it's like I but it is this thing where I can understand Kylie feeling like are you just leaving the door open to leave me yeah. more easily? Yeah, like, is that I'm, what you're solving for? 
Yeah, in the franchise, the weight of an engagement is nothing like it is in the quote real world. Real like, world, you know, yeah. it's just an engagement. Meaning, yay, we're a couple. But to right. people like Avon, there's been a few people who are very anxious about just getting like, engaged because it's more yeah. serious to them. They want to do it once, and they want to make sure it's right. And they just they just can't. There's something in them that cannot cross that line and yeah. see this thing in a different way. And so I'm like, I get where both of you are coming from, but it's unfortunate. And I don't know that either of them, especially Kylie, is really like expressing themselves in the best way. <sighs> Avon tells the camera that he's not willing to lose Kylie over an engagement in paradise. He keeps saying engagement in paradise. He's yeah. like, this is a different thing, yeah. which I, I get. But he says, I don't know what the solution is. He also, as he is walking off towards like the men's quarters, he says, under his breath, Oh my God, it's always been about a fucking ring. I was like, ooh. Oh, yeah. Avon does have a little bit of a. Yikes. I don't, I, ugh, I really, I don't think that, that is what it's about for Kylie. Yeah. I Maybe think I just, that after that's like, what it the, feels like after the Twitter exchange with him, them and Olivia, I feel like I just see Avon in a different light. So I know, right? In this moment, I was like, hmm, I don't like this behavior, but I don't like this. But I also I get don't that he's love annoyed all. and yeah. yeah. Neither of them behave perfectly, and you know, who among us does? In the morning, Kat and Mercedes have a conversation about whether bananas grow on trees. Just they they do. They do. Cat <laughs> knew that. And all which cat knew. Kudos Kat. Mercedes <laughs> was confused. They also get into a debate about whether bananas are better warm and mushy with brown spots on them as Mercedes likes. And oh, I was like, no, 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 no. I am on Kat's side in this debate, which is that bananas are better when they are less ripe, uh, as Kat puts it, when they're hard. hard. <laughs> yeah, mushy brown it. bananas get are it. perfect for banana bread. You know? Yes, that's their only purpose. But um, I, could, I I don't just like peel one of those and go, oh, this is ew, delicious. I, I actually can't eat a banana once it gets No, really it needs to be like at all. just turning yellow. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe even a little green is like yeah. fine with me. <laughs> the harder, the better as cat. The harder, the better. As, um, as Yeah, yeah. It's a great opportunity for them to make some limp and hard dick jokes via bananas. And we see that overnight, Kylie has been really suffering. She says she went to bed sick to her stomach. She woke up feeling sick to her stomach. She like walks down and sits at a table alone, puts her head in her hands. She feels like Avon just walked off when things got hard. And now she feels backed into a corner. And she, this is where she started to lose me. She's like, I don't know what has to happen to have Avon get to the point of engagement. And I'm like, it seems clear that what has to happen is that you have to have some relationship experience in the real world. Mm -hmm. Like he for wants, him, that's yes. just not going to change. He wants to leave with you. He's very into you. He says he's falling in love. Take that and maybe just let the engagement thing go. Mm -hmm. <sighs> but it's hard. It's she hard. can't yet. She's At very sad, moment. girl. I feel bad for Kylie. <laughs> no, she's so sad. I think John Henry says something like, is Kylie always like this? <laughs> and Kat's like, no. No. <laughs> she's not. At that very moment, Kenny and Mari, a paradise success story of our time, arrive. 
everyone is fangirling and fanboying out over them. They're like, you're so beautiful. You're so amazing. I just want what you have. Mari is the most beautiful woman ever. Which she is. She's (laughs) stunning. She's stunning. Stunning. And I love that Kenny and Mari have clearly been hired uh, by production to just come down and give a little lecture to everyone where they're like, you know, we went through hard times. We broke up. Mari threw a cake in the fire. And because of that, that's why we're so successful. Yes. That's all you need. Thank you, Paradise. Paradise conflict conflict makes you stronger. (laughs) This is, I'm like, I hope they got paid handsomely to deliver this clear propaganda. But as they say, they're getting married today on this very beach. And all of these strangers are invited. (laughs) Thank God this was not their real wedding. Uh, yeah, no family They did, in fact, members, have a real wedding. Just like the kitchen crew, the... Yeah, just my best friends. The, the cast, chefs from Paradise. Wells, and Jesse. Most of these cast members who I've never met before. My very best friends. I, again, I just hope they got paid a lot of money for this. Kylie just wants what Kenny and Mari have. Also, they, they put this in to make us wonder. She misses Blake. Yes. They're really trying something with this Blake stuff. I know. I saw some people commenting on social media like, did Kylie and Blake like have something that we didn't see? And I was like, I think it was just a very like big brother kind of friendship where he gave her the advice that she needed to hear. And so she misses that like shoulder to lean on, you know? She's just delivering this commentary in a very odd way that makes it seem romantic. But of course, as we know, they had to toss Blake's name back in because... Foreshadowing. Mm -hmm. It's wedding time and all the Paradise couples basically like walk down the aisle in pairs to sit down on benches. benches. (laughs) It's so funny. They all look so serious too. I I mean, Kat, Kat was smiling a lot, which... Again, you could like see that she's happy, but everyone else is like, they just has concern on their face. I felt like this whole wedding. Yeah, they're like, this is our somber duty. Mm-hmm. We need to watch our new best friends get married by Jesse Palmer. <laughs> also, the chefs are here. And also, Blake is back to be Kenny's best man. Remember, they were on Klaisha's season together. I know. I, was I like, had nearly forgotten. I, I forgot. I was like, when did these two meet? Yeah, you're like, why do they know each other? <laughs> But I, I like this friendship. I wanted to see Me a little too. bit more. Then I was like, wait, where's Mari's best, you know, her maid of no. honor? Because, again, this is a fake Wells. wedding. Wells is the maid of honor. <laughs> yeah. This is and a very fake wedding. Too. And I was they, like, come on, Wells, take your sunglasses I'm, off. This is a I'm wedding. I'm over him. I'm <laughs> over him. With Blake's return, the editors seem to really want us to think that maybe Kylie is in love with Blake and will want to run off with him. Because she's like, Blake, I want to talk to Blake. Blake, I'm so happy Blake's back. And I'm like, yeah, it's just a friend thing. But they're really pushing this narrative. After the wedding, there is a several-hour break, of course. (laughs) And then it's time for a rave-themed reception. Again, as standard, yes, a very standard with like reception. the most ravey of the ravest outfits <laughs> of all raves. <laughs> I'm like, did they? Which were hand selected for them? Yeah, I have a feeling they like showed up and it was like, look at all these outfits you get to choose from. There were like it, sheer it glitter be. pants and like metallic bikinis and fringed sequence bikinis and <laughs> bow ties that lit up. I mean. So much sheer, sparkly, neon situation. Even the pinatas, like, all turned neon. 
So they dance, they party, they eat cake, they make out, and then they contemplate the state of their relationships. <laughs> I do want to note that the signature cocktails of the night are a margarita and a Ken and tonic. I love it. I loved it. He's just Ken, you know? Kenny's Ken He's just Ken. For sure. <laughs> Kenny is Ken <laughs> Now we get Kylie showing her true colors, which is she just wants to see Blake. She needs advice. She needs advice. She says that she's ready for an engagement with Avon, and he is not. And she feels stupid and doubts whether she's enough or can You're enough also. You, yeah, you're <laughs> Um, And Blake wisely tells her, now you're anticipating the rejection. Oh, I was, was like, yes, you nailed it. That's exactly what's happening. She's in a, she's in a triggered state, as my therapist would say, and she is future tripping. Yes. And so Kylie's <sighs> used to, you know, bending to what her partners want. Blake advises her to see things through and stick to her guns. Meanwhile, Kenny and Mari are telling Avon not to pass up an opportunity just because everything isn't perfect. You know, Avon is frustrated that everyone seems so focused on an First engagement. Of all, <laughs> hilarious that they're like, Avon, you have to ask Kenny and Mari for advice on your relationship. Have you? Do you know them? Do they know you? Absolutely not. Did they meet you? One hour ago, absolutely. Yeah, like they, they. I love the idea that suddenly, like any engaged couple has like the ancient wisdom to like deliver, deliver the yes. most sage relationship. The paradise advice. gods have passed their powers <laughs> to all paradise couples. I'm like, this show has such a fucking fetish <laughs> for engagement, and it is. It's honestly getting wild. And then John Henry just gets pulled along, too, on the journey, but he sits there in silence. Just, I don't yeah, know he's if just he got there. to talk to the king and queen of engagements, but Avon kind of John Henry's vibe is he's, like, there. Yes. He's there. And Avon, honestly, I understood why Avon was frustrated. He's like, why are these random strangers pressuring me to get engaged? <laughs> he says, you know, this is just all ridiculous to me, but I'm excited about the thought of me and Kylie outside of this. Kylie, again, doesn't want to force Avon to do anything, but she wonders, like, if he sees a future with her and he's so sure, why won't he just do this thing for her? Yes. And just to remind everybody that Peter and Sam and Michael and Olivia are still in paradise and they are still in couples as well. And they seem to be having the most fun. They're, like, taking advantage of paradise, and I appreciated that. They're dancing. They're having fun. I don't know if they're having any of the, like, legit conversations you should no. be having at this stage, but hey. <laughs> I think they're irrelevant to the plot, but they are having a lot of fun. Kylie and Avon then sit down. I'm so tired. Again, about wait, it. again, they do? Again. <laughs> yeah, again, for another frustrating conversation about engagement. Avon tells her he can't imagine leaving without her. He wants to start a life with her and he's falling in love with her. But he says he still feels like he needs more outside of this before he proposes. And he hopes that what he's giving her is enough for her. This is what she says in response. So for me, I am too, like, falling in love with you. Absolutely. But the engagement solidifies so many things. And then you not being able to fully reciprocate that back, it makes me, it makes me have doubt. But why does an engagement have to be the label of you know or not? Is that the only way you can commit to a person? So your your conclusion is for sure without a shadow of doubt, no. 
it's just not something I believe. Okay, I, that's all I needed to hear so I can decide how I want to move forward. It sounds like you're not willing to sacrifice that for me. And you're not willing to sacrifice that for me either. So what are we, so what are we doing then? It's just it's so hard. tense. It's so tense. Again, I see I see both sides. I personally think that this should be enough security for her. I would hope that it would be enough. And ultimately, it it proves to be enough. But I also understand her feeling that like I just want to know where you stand because now it's my decision. Yeah. Whether that's okay with me. I do want to give you a shout out too because you called this like the whole season. <laughs> I that did. this storyline was going to happen. you Because there was just so much engagement coming out of Kylie's mouth that we knew Avon was going to. Yeah, we knew. I, again, because he he act, he was like expressed similar doubts on Rachel's season. Yeah. He did. I'm almost, I mean, I'm almost positive that he did. So, yeah, we knew. They were, they were, they took every opportunity to play every moment of Kylie saying she wants to be engaged to Avon, like from episode one on. But Mercedes sees that this conversation has gone south and she grabs her bestie away to chat. Kylie says the good news is that Avon is falling for her. But her bigger concern is that she believes Avon knew from day one that he was never going to get down on one knee for her. She says he knows what I want and he doesn't care. I think he does. He does does. care. He's just trying to tell her, like, he knows how much she cares, but he is not willing to do that. But he's willing to leave with her and, like, truly give this relationship a shot. He knows that she's, like, his person. It's hard because she's right in the sense that it's, like, yeah, he's not 100% sure. And I don't know if you're ever 100% sure. Yeah. But different people need different things to take that kind of leap. And that's also fair. (sighs) Avon tells the camera that he feels like he's done what he came here to do, which is meet the person he thinks is the love of his life and wants to start a life outside of here with. And he's like, is she willing to throw it all away over engagement? To which I say, I hope not. Because that would be very silly. It would be. Don't do that. Please. Don't do that. We're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, the rest of the Paradise finale. Can you keep up? I like love it. I am so glad that it's finally warming up. And it also means that I just want to have fun this summer. And I don't want to be worrying about meal prep. And luckily, I can do something about that with Factor, especially because they have so many meal options like Protein Plus, Keto, Vegetarian, something for every diet. Their fresh, never frozen meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Make your whole day delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. I love having a few factor meals just sitting in my fridge, especially because I work from home. It's so nice to finish up a taping and not have to figure out what to cook myself. Just look in my fridge and be like, oh, in two minutes, I can be eating mushroom chicken thighs and wild rice or tomato basil chicken risotto or 
Santa Fe style green chili beef skillet. And they always have a nice like vegetable side. It feels well-balanced. I feel full after, and it's not a headache at all. Head to factormeals.com slash LTSI50 and use code LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code LTSI50 at factormeals.com slash LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Oh, I'm so happy the weather is finally turning. If you, like me, have been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune, then Quince is for you. You can build up a lineup of timeless pieces that will keep you looking effortlessly chic year after year. Like premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings right on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, as well as premium fabrics and finishes. I love Quince for all these staples. I mean, linen is my favorite summer fabric. They have so many amazing linen staples. I also found my new go-to like summer running around to the playground in the coffee shop bag. It's the pebbled Italian leather front sling bag. I can just fit a wallet and my phone and my AirPods in it, maybe some lip balm. Absolutely perfect. I'm so obsessed with it. And the price was exactly what I wanted to. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash LTSI for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI. The next morning, everyone is discussing the night before. It was so fun, but also, as Eliza tells us, unhinged. Yeah, I love how Eliza's like the truth of this situation. I love her Sure, it was fun, but it was not fun at all. (laughs) She's like, the vibes were We're good. And then they were weird. It's giving me unhinged. (laughs) Yeah, it's giving unhinged. Mercedes is ready to have a breakup conversation with Jordan V. Olivia tells us that her bags are packed and she feels no spark with Jordan. Well, she says the spark part. Olivia says the bags packed part. And she's like, I tried to do it last night, but I couldn't. So I guess it's happening now. She pulls him aside and she gets right into it. She's like, I just don't see things progressing romantically between us. And he accepts it and they both leave. Yep, Mercedes looked ready to leave. She looked so adorable. She had like her braids and her little jean shorts. And she was I know. just like, She's like oh, I'm, it's time to go. <laughs> it's time to get on a plane. Get back I'm to my farm. Ready. Yeah, hang yeah. out with my pigs and chickens. <laughs> Mercedes never thought she'd be leaving alone. But again, I have to say, Mercedes, you were a delight. I love you Mercedes. You with friendships. I love to see her on this and like truly get to know her. Because I feel yeah. like she, I was always curious about her on Zach's season. And she left from a position of strength. So good for you, Mercedes. Jesse Palmer then arrives and calls the remaining couples, five of them, up to the Rose Palapa. It's time for things to get serious because they're almost at the end of paradise. Each couple decides whether they want to break up, leave together, or explore engagement via an overnight 
date. So it seems like, and the show does this, they're drawing a line. They're like, you can only have an overnight date if you're considering getting engaged. Yeah. If you're not, that's kind of no. mean. Which I was like, I would have loved to see some of these couples just have fun and enjoy the last Same. night. But the producers are like, we only have two fantasy suites reserved. <laughs> so. We're not trying to spring for a third. <laughs> Kylie tells the camera, oh God, this made me so sad. I was like, girl, no. She says, last night she went to bed praying that Avon would wake up quote, a changed man, let reality slap him in the face and let him come to a realization that this, an engagement, is what he wants. No. I was like, that's not going to change. No, like, we've talked about change. this four times this yeah. episode already, and we're only halfway through. I don't think we're not even halfway through. He's not going to change. <sighs> yeah. But you know who I is guess. ready for an engagement? Aaron. Because Aaron and Eliza decide... Yes, they will continue on this journey. They are ready for Yay. fantasy suite dates. We love that. But that beautiful and brief moment, <laughs> it's now time to go back to Avon and Kylie. Yeah, we have to go back and forth. You know, they got to yeah. keep the viewers on their toes. So we got one out of the way. On to the next uh, more difficult conversation. He starts off and he tells her he knows how important engagement is to her, but he doesn't want it to be the reason they don't even give things a shot. Kylie's like, I hear you, but I feel confused. If you're so sure about me, why won't you do this thing? And this is where we start to learn that she's definitely thinking about this, which is, which I get, within the world of the show. She's like, I'm going to be embarrassed by this. Like, I felt so safe with you. We seemed so solid. And and I think that she is feeling like, he, despite what he's telling her, that if she doesn't have the security of an engagement, that he's just going to dip out. Yeah. When when they stop filming. Which I can say, you know, you understand it happens. her point it of happens. view. It happens. Yeah. I think she really truly just wants to be like a Jade and Tanner and a Raven and Adam. Yeah, it's and like, like she the wants narrative. the full experience of paradise. She wants that. And the narrative is just so powerful. And yes. that is why I think we talk about narratives being really problematic and impactful sometimes. Because the show itself is putting these people in a position where the engagement is the ultimate prize and the engagement is the ultimate sign of success. So like Avon is frustrated by that, but they're also within a show that is literally sending messages very overtly that that's the only thing that matters. Yes. And that sucks. Yeah, Kylie says, I'm literally telling you it's you and you can't even have an open mind about that. You are willing to take the next steps with Rachel. And this is when Avon like gets visibly frustrated. Which is fair. Yes. I would be annoyed too. He's like, why, why are you bringing, bringing Rachel up? And then Kylie gets frustrated that he won't, you know, get into this headspace with her. And this is where Avon asks, if we don't get engaged, are we done? And we have a clip of what else he says. I feel like everything else is now so irrelevant besides an engagement. You never said it was irrelevant. But it is, Kylie. That's all you seem to care about right now. No, it's, it's because I know. I know it's you. So how frustrating so, is it to me that you don't know the same thing? How do I not know if I want to leave here with you? I'm making plans with you outside of this to be in a relationship with you. How is that unsure? 
Can you just be more open and honest of what, like why you're so against it? I don't look at that as the only way to justify somebody being sure about something. It doesn't mean I don't want it with you or want it for our life. I really want you to trust in us and what we've had up until this point. Uh, I think this is the core of it, though. Yes. Kylie, ultimately, to her credit, decides that she doesn't want to just walk away from Avon and their relationship. Avon is promising her. He's like, we're going to be fine. We're going to be okay. And this is where Kylie says again, I hope I don't look dumb. Oh, and I feel for her because, yeah, you are unsure. He could just be like, let's leave together. And then like a week later. For the cameras. Yeah. And I'm done. Yeah. Like there's sort of this um, inherent distrust built in for all of them because there is this like other level layer that has to go unsaid, which is like, they're, they are inherently, even if they're being real, they are performing for an audience and they're all aware of that. Like, it's not a secret. Yeah. <sighs> but they leave together. And I was like, this is great. This seems great. This seems very healthy. <laughs> but both of them just look so absolutely emotionally decimated as they get into the car. And Kylie is like, it, it really... <laughs> It looks like the end of The Graduate a little bit. Yes, they're, <laughs> they're just, just like sitting, they're so <laughs> sad, and I'm like, guys, you should be excited. Like you're out of the the bubble. Like you made the decision and you chose each other, and you're gonna go home and start a relationship. But the two of them look like so sad. Like they're, they're being like forced scooped to sit out. <laughs> <laughs> they're completely scooped out, and I was like, wow, depressing as hell on the show's part that this is being framed as something sad rather than like a cool thing that they found someone on the show and are in a relationship yeah. as a result. Like, no, the like producers are like, you failed us. You, you failed, failed our experiment. You yeah. <laughs> uh, one fewer rings from Neil Lane. <laughs> <sighs> Kylie wonders if this will be her biggest payoff. Or biggest heartbreak. And I'm like, I just, these two just need a nap and some room service. Mm -hmm. uh, or like first class seats home. I don't know. First class seats to San Diego. Yeah. No one's getting first class accommodations <laughs> on, from this cast. I don't, they're trying to cut corners on this show. Yeah. They don't even have air conditioning. <laughs> Next up, John Henry and Kat, they also decide they're going to continue on. And then, that's it. Yeah, that's it. You know, they're just like, yeah, we love each other. Uh, Peter and Sam, slightly Aww. surprising, slightly not. But Pete wants to keep, you know, going with Sam. He thinks she's on the same page. Unfortunately, she really is not. <laughs> she doesn't think it makes sense for them to continue the relationship in, quote, any form. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I want an intense, unwavering love, and that will not be with you. Yeah. Which I'm proud of her for, like, knowing what she wants. But I also, she like, thought they were very strong. I We never saw them, like, like, you know, puppy love I, or I just think fun. You can, yeah. yeah, I think you can kind of coast along and you can also be, like, like, they don't live in the same place. You know, there's just so many obstacles. And you're like, okay, this was fun for this. But it's not going to work. And IRL. I just want to give a slow clap to, to Pilot Pete. Who I made mean, it the what entire a run. season? What Just, a run! And we we were like poking fun at him in the beginning. Why like Pete, oh, you yeah. did it. You know what? <laughs> Clap for Pete. And he really he you did it, buddy. He changed vibes too. He was like, <laughs> you know, he went from 
you like know, creepy, creepy boy <laughs> to our resident narrator to in a relationship with Sam, having a great time, making people laugh. He's done it all. He's he's done it all. And afterwards, poor Pete is pretty shell-shocked. I know, poor guy. Oh, he really wants a relationship. And this is what he says about it. We have a clip. Obviously, I want my person. So it's hard. Yeah, it sucks. Everyone's like, oh, you're living the best life, man. Went to 12 weddings last year. Hook up with whoever you want when you want. I have the ability to, but it's not what I want. Like, I I want one of those 12 weddings to be my wedding, you know? Oh, sweet, soft boy, <laughs> Pete. Now, you won't get your own season of The Bachelor, Pete, but we do wish you the best in finding love. We do. Look, you live in New York. You got this. You got it. I trust in you. Next up, Michael and Olivia. And I was like, oh, no, this is not. I know. They're trying to set it up like perhaps they could be the final couple. We haven't seen enough from them. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Olivia does, however, want a fantasy suite with Michael. She knows that they're not going to get engaged, but she'd like to at least continue the relationship. Sadly, for our gal Liv, Michael is just too much of a, quote, realist. And he's like, I don't think that it makes sense for us to continue the relationship outside of paradise at all. He says their worlds are just in two very different places. And Olivia's probably thinking, but Rochester, New York. <laughs> we had that. <laughs> We had Rochester. We'll always have Rochester. But Olivia does what she normally does with these breakups, which is just kind of shut down and just not respond. Yeah. And and she's like, I need to walk away. She's really sad. And I, f- you know, Olivia's had quite the journey too. That's the thing. I'm just like, dude, she's just been through it. Yeah. We had Will. We had, of course, John Henry, who is now in like a committed relationship with Kat, which has to be this hard to rough. see. And then she has these great vibes with Michael and his dimples and just doesn't turn out. It's just a lot of rejection. She wanted it to. For Mm -hmm. for one person to bear. (sighs) But at least she has her friendship with Tanner. And I saw that it's still going strong because they were at an event recently. So cute. And also her bestie, Eliza. And Eliza's just like, Olivia's been through a lot. She really didn't deserve any of that. In the car, leaving, Olivia says that she's just really sad. She says if she was a crier, she'd be crying. She feels like she's constantly there for other people, and she wonders when someone will be there for her. <laughs> oh, we I'm love here you, for you, Olivia. Olivia. I think she might have been my favorite cast member a this plus. season. Her and Rachel and she Eliza was, were probably yeah, my, like tops. so entertaining. Yeah. Took us through the show. Great one-liners. I feel like, you know what? She and and Brayden both had, like, a really successful season, I think, in yeah. terms of, like, audience goodwill. Absolutely. I hope the best yeah. for them. And then there were two. <laughs> Jesse calls the two remaining couples up to the Rose Palapa again to give a rundown of what happened to the other three and be like, but now it's time for Fantasy Suites. And the next time I'll see you, says Jesse Palmer, it will be on proposal day. The sweat continues. You know, it's already sweaty there, but Kat and John Henry's last chance date is, you know, at a private swanky suite where they can make out and sit down and have those capital big conversations. <laughs> 
Kat's like, I see something long-term with John Henry. And John Henry says he feels the same way. He couldn't be happier. Kat tells John Henry that he is the best man that's ever come into her life. And they agree that they want to be together outside of paradise. They head off to the bedroom for some private time. And John Henry tells the camera that he's looking for his future wife and future mother of his children. And he thinks Kat is that next chapter. He's ready to enjoy this night with her. My God, this happened quickly. Damn. So quick. And they're strong. Like, I'm like shaken by this relationship. <laughs> me too. And they're like, at least they admit it too. Like this yeah. was fast. Like this all happened quick for us too. Wild. But hey, you know, when you know, you know. That's that what they is, say. That is what they say. They were not sure. Maybe Trista said it. It she was definitely Trista, tr- as all great quotes um, <laughs> come from. It's Trista, the mouth of Trista, the book of Trista. She's yes, our new um, deity, and we all bow down. Next, we have Eliza and Aaron's last chance date, and Aaron is very nervous. They also sit down for some fake food, but you know the food isn't fake. It's just that we never see of them course. eat it. And I look at the food sometimes like, wow, that looks so I'm good. Like, Give I me a snack. Right I need a snack. I've been taking notes for way <laughs> I think too there long. there was some like nice roasted chicken on the plate or something with like some fresh yeah. veggies. And I was like, I can go for that right now. Pass that plate through the TV. Because they were like sitting at a full on like little dinner table, I guess on what seems to be like the terrace of the suite. And Kat and John Henry were in like the living area. And they had, like, a table yeah. full of macarons. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It was sweet. But, yes, they didn't eat. Eat your food. Yeah, I think they eat off camera. You guys got to eat in front of each other if you want to get engaged. But, you know, yes, they're on the balcony. And Aaron tells Eliza that he's in love with her. And she says she's in love with him, too. But Eliza does admit that she's very nervous about a proposal. She only wants to be engaged one time. And Aaron tells her, I just want to love you how you need to be loved. I Uh, think that is the single most romantic thing that I've heard on this show in recent memory. And her face just glows at this moment. It's just like there's nothing better that you can say to someone. I mean, the only better thing is actually doing that, right? Like you can say it, but then you have to do it. And sometimes it's hard. But like, isn't that the goal of any good partnership? to see your partner and love them the way they need to be loved, even even if it's hard. Yes. Oh, I love this I line. I know how they like their eggs and bacon. I mean, that is like, how she needs to be Aaron loved, just, with, with three bacons. Yeah, with breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they head off to the fantasy suite, like the bedroom part. And the next morning, they look comfy in cute pajamas. We don't see them in bed. We see them in like the living area of the suite where Kat and John Henry were the night before. They're sipping coffee. They're, of course, eating their final breakfast in paradise together. <laughs> a rare croissant. Yeah, I know. I was like, breakfast. wow, new additions <laughs> for you guys. And Aaron is feeling, quote, pretty damn good. Eliza admits, though, that she's still very nervous about engagement. And Aaron is, like, unfazed by this. He's like, well, I feel somewhere between great and fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Jubilant, maybe. <laughs> Jubilant. <laughs> When Aaron leaves the room and Eliza starts getting ready for proposal day, it's clear that she is very much still anxious. She takes engagement really seriously. She's like, this is a really big next step. 
this decision will be life-changing, and she really only wants to get engaged once. Plus, her family isn't there, and they have no idea what's going on, ostensibly. (laughs) And she's just like, I pictured something like this happening, and I pictured my family being a part of it. So she's like, I don't actually 100% know what I'm going to say if he proposes. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. And it's time for Aaron and Eliza's final rose ceremony slash proposal before we even see the morning after portion of John Henry and Kat's date. They're leaving us hanging on, on that end. But Eliza knows that what happens today is up to her. She's shaking with nerves and doesn't know what, you know, she's going to feel or say. But she's wearing, like, the most beautiful, like, white. loved this dress. Yes, with, like, rosettes on the strap. And at the thigh. It was so fitted. It's like a. Her hair looked gorgeous, too. Like, I loved her hairstyle. Beautiful. This episode. This dress was everything. It's, like, slinky and clingy with a a slit that goes up to, like, the mid-thigh. And it's sort of like a, a midi, like an angular midi yeah. dress. But like fits it's her body perfectly. Stunning. I think she's and like I a real life rosettes. Disney pr- princess. Me too. Like she's I, just beautiful. I can't get over her. I was like this and I just loved it. She looked unbelievable. She gets up to the proposal spot, which is, of course, a painted platform with some decor scattered around. And she is yeah, So many pom-pom like yes, fluffs. There's so and- many fluffs. It looks like a pinata. I think that was the theme. I think they went for (laughs) pinata chic. Aaron is sweating profusely, but he is very happy. So then he begins his proposal speech. He tells Eliza that he thought he knew what love was before paradise, but then he saw her, her beautiful smile. He loves everything about her. And he thinks that she's the most beautiful part of paradise for him. We have a clip of some of what he says after. I know I have these feelings for you because I pay attention to every little thing you do. Every little detail. Favorite breakfast of paradise. (laughs) Two eggs, scrambled, cooked well. (laughs) No fruit. But sometimes you like the mango smoothie. (laughs) You're so right. We went through so much couple shouldn't last that, honestly, but we found a way to choose each other and choose faith in one another. And I'm so happy right now to be standing here with you and to talk about the future as well, because your mom had a great conversation with her. I see where you get it. Really? I see where you get it. You talk to her? For like 15 minutes. I love how he tosses him for like 15 minutes. Yeah, 15 (laughs) whole minutes. But Eliza is so happy. I mean, clearly this was her big fear. She was like, and and this solved for it. Yes. And we only heard about this like, you know, two minutes ago that this was very important to her. But good move, Aaron. I mean, good move production. Paying attention to the details. (laughs) Good move, Aaron and and the producers. And the... (laughs) He gets on one knee and he proposes. Eliza says yes and squeals. It's giving fiancé, she tells the camera. (laughs) She says she was scared and in her head, but then she saw Aaron. She also tells him directly, I had no idea what I was going to say. Yeah, and he was like, really? He's like, oh. Oh, Are you sure you want this? (laughs) But moving right along, because it's proposal day for Kat and John Henry, 
we see them cuddling in bed the morning after their fantasy suite. And we learn that John Henry doesn't snore and Kat is very relieved. Just another point for the TikTokification of the discourse. John Henry asks if this is a beige flag. <laughs> beige, too, being Kat's favorite color. Yeah, it works on multiple she... levels because it's her mm-hmm. favorite color. Mm-hmm. John Henry then is like, well, actually, you're the one that snores. But it's so cute. <laughs> In a subtle way. She's like, I don't snore. <laughs> She's like, no, no, no. But Kat wants to wake up next to John Henry every day. She sees him as a husband, the father of her children. She hopes they can commit to starting life as a team, which I guess means engaged. Kat leaves the room to go get ready for the final rose ceremony. Did you notice that it's the partner that is the most secure that leaves the room in both couples? Oh, good point. Interesting. And the other one just stays and wallows in their emotion. Exactly. John Henry says that this is the biggest decision of his life. He tells the camera, like, last night could not have gone better. But he does still have some confusion. We have a clip. You know, everything with Kat is perfect. We get along great. She's funny. She's absolutely beautiful. The the connection that I have with Kat at this point, it's the deepest connection I've ever had. But... My emotions are all over the place. My heart's telling me to get engaged. But my gut's telling me, don't do it. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. And as John Henry says, he usually follows his gut. (gasps) What's he going to do? Oh, my God. Will they not end up engaged? I'm like, guys, calm down. It's It's the final proposal. We see what you're doing. We see what you're doing. Kat greets Jesse, and she's wearing like a maxi dress. It's like a satiny brown. Was it Reformation? It might be Reformation. Yeah, it looked like It looked Reformation-y. Has like a nice slit. She looks very pretty. John Henry, though, as Kat is walking up to Jesse, is still telling the camera that he doesn't want to get engaged to Kat and then realize they aren't as compatible as they thought they were. Is he going to jump in without this sureness? Without his helmet? (laughs) He really should have shown up to the proposal. I know. I would have loved it. I was like, what happened to the helmet? You he would have been sweating all the way so there. Much. <laughs> so true. They greet each other on the proposal platform, both very nervous. John Henry is sweating. I'm like, why did none of the women on the show sweat? I don't relate. I know. I would be drenched. Drenched. Like, yeah. I, and I also couldn't wear satin because it would just be sweat stains everywhere. Yeah. I they do- both kind of clipped their hair back, which was a smart move. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. My hair would have to be drenched. Off, off the just neck, drenched for sure. in sweat. I mean, they're just in full sun. I, I don't even know how they keep their eyes I know. Kat open. couldn't even keep her eyes open. She couldn't. Like, <laughs> yeah. The whole, she's squinting the whole time. <laughs> I felt for her. Uh, so Kat starts. She gives her speech first. She says, coming into paradise, I didn't see this happening. She says she didn't think she was really deserving of it. But then John Henry stepped on the beach and changed everything. She's never felt so comfortable so quickly with a person in her life. Quote, how could something so good come so easy? She says she's happy and at peace. She's fully in love with him. And she feels like this is a love that only comes once in a lifetime. She wants him forever. Sweet. Very sweet. And John Henry says, you know, this has been an unexpected wild ride. You're right, John Henry. It has been for all of us. And the path that they took 
is crazy. Uh, and then the music changes and becomes very tense. And that's when we hear this clip. So I've, you know, I've always kind of trusted my gut. And I feel like in life it uh, it's helped me at times. And, you know, right now, like, my gut's telling me that, like, it's too soon. Um, you know, like, a lot of what ifs, like, is this, is this real? But, you know, uh, Right now, I'm, I'm going to try something a little different. Um, I'm following my heart today. You know, my heart's telling me that you are amazing. Like, you are everything that I'm looking for. You know, I really do see a future with you. And I'm not falling in love. I am in love with you, too. He gets on one knee. They're engaged. They both feel so good, and they can't wait to say I love you all the time. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. you. No, I, I love, love you. you. No, I love you. No, you more. <laughs> can't it's wait very to go to sweet. Virginia Beach. <laughs> and or Tampa. It is sweet, though. I it's actually was happy sweet. for these two. Which, Me too. You I, know, I, a few weeks ago, we were nervous about how we'd feel look, about this. But was Kat my favorite person on this season? No. Did, do I stand by everything I said about her behavior. Yes. yes. Am I happy for these two? Of course. Am I rooting for them? Of course. I'm always rooting for anyone to like find love and happiness and the relationship that's right for them. Yes. It's always. Happy. I think J- John Henry's sweet boy energy is going to be great for Kat. Yeah. I think she needed that to balance her. <laughs> At this point, Eliza and Aaron run down the beach to greet Kat and John Henry Kat and Eliza very cutely like squeal and then compare their frankly very tasteful by Neil Lane standards. Yes. Yes. They look similar. They're, but I want so, a close up. So yeah, I, I, we need a close up. So I'm not sure if my assessment is totally correct. But from what I could see from like the faraway shots, it looked like Eliza's had like one very large elongated cushion cut diamond like just one mm-hmm. mainstone i couldn't tell if the band was like pave diamonds i i couldn't tell yeah, or if it was just plain that. i couldn't tell um and cats is definitely on like some sort of platinum or silver band white gold i don't know band but there and there's also like a larger middle diamond what is that like a solitaire i don't know uh <laughs> i don't know all the terms uh, <laughs> a, an elongated emerald cut stone yeah, and then like flanked with small emerald cut baguettes like horizontally placed on either side. Look at you. I haven't thought about rings in a while. Like I've had this one on for nine I, years. I did like try to zoom. <laughs> I did try to zoom in to see. Um, But they're both I was like wow Neil Lane. Very tasteful. Uh, yes. The rings used to be like so not great. Like, not good like yeah. just a lot of ornate they really amped it up but neil you know he's had ample amounts of screen time he needs to deliver you know yeah i was like i'm he's just up to his game they, they they toned it down a little continued to tone it down i feel like that's been the trend but these rings are beautiful these women are beautiful the men are beautiful they're all very happy and these two happy couples cheers to finding love in paradise and did you notice that they have 
color coordinated, but like two different colors of champagne glasses. Champagne glasses? <laughs> yes, I did. And as we're seeing those colors, we just pan off to the palm, you know, pom pom fluffs, as we mentioned. And there is Jesse Palmer. <laughs> Oh, yeah, the pan over to Jesse. Just ready to be like, the beach is closed. What a great summer. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that up. I, like, definitely took half of, like, the bottom notes the but night I before. But I love the pan over. Like, he's just standing there, like, while they're all enjoying. Jesse's just, like, on the podium. <laughs> so good. You know, our... our, our I love Jesse. Me I love, too. I really do. Me too. He's... Look, he did his job. He showed up at the end. He closed the beach. He can breathe a sigh of relief and go back to his hotel room now. And instead of a re reunion episode, we get an epilogue. I know. Were you surprised? Like, I was expecting, like, a pre-taped segment yeah, pre or something. studio audience segment. Yeah, I wonder if they were just the like... And I wonder if they were like, we're getting too close to the holidays. We just had to do a live special for yeah. Golden. It's, like, just too much. And also, yeah, they were they were just like we can't we we can't afford to fly out this this paradise no. cast. To also, LA. Like, the, like let's just make it easy. The updates were not, I don't know, enlightening. Were, no, they were just kind of like, yeah. I so, need more. I took some I some notes on the notable highlights and the ones that were really funny. We learned that Kylie and Avon are still together and have blossomed as a couple. They seem very happy together. Love that for them. Sean's mom says that he's very mature. Yes, his frontal cortex is fused. <laughs> Mercedes would rather spend time with her pigs than men. And to that Agreed. I say, relatable. Rachel's is like, Rachel doesn't want anything to do with a where are they now montage. <laughs> justice for Rachel. Continue to say justice for I Rachel. I wouldn't either. I she her. just wants to get the hell out of yeah, this Yeah, leave her alone. Leave Rachel alone. <laughs> The most surprising update to me is that Brayden is dating Christina Mandrell, the single mom from Zach's season. What? I know you texted me this and you were like, Brayden is dating Christina Mandrell. I'm so confused. I need more on this. Who is sort of like the villain of Zach's season? An early right? Like not an early it, but villain. Like she, you know, she asserted her place in Zach's heart pretty forwardly in the beginning and then was sent home kind of abruptly or quickly. I'm just like, but wow, man, Brayden. yeah, Brayden. He's Where did they meet? We need to know more. Well, that's How the thing, did they because meet? He lives in San Diego and she lives in Nashville. So they must have met through like a franchise event in LA or something. Yeah. But I have a lot of questions. Is he moving to Nashville? Like what's, what's happening? They showed us some video in this epilogue of Brayden with Christina's daughter. Yes, and it said, like, he's helping her accessorize. Yeah, <laughs> it was really cute. We also learned, sadly, and I was like, another update I need a lot more information on, that Aaron and Eliza's engagement has, quote, hit some speed bumps post-filming, but they're apparently working on their relationship and, quote, trying to figure things out. This doesn't sound great I'm like, what does this to mean? Me. This doesn't sound great. Is it over? Like, are they still think, together? I Yeah, I need them to post some sort of, like, Instagram note or something. I don't know. Uh, that, that's sad, though. Although I'm I guess, sure she we'll does see live one. in Germany, doesn't she? Yes. And he lives in Part San time, Diego. Right? Like, like, that's half hard. the year she lives in Germany. Yeah, that's hard. So I don't, 
Yeah. He I, said I, but he'd I want go to more. Germany, though. Come but on, Aaron. Apparently, no one in the Bachelor franchise can leave San Diego because everyone's there, including Cat right. and John Henry, who are still happily engaged and moving to San Diego together. Feels right. I'm happy for them. That's lovely. We get also some very cute footage of the two of them living their yeah, lives they together. Look sweet. They look very sweet. They also, I feel like they knew that these updates were like a little disappointing. So they took this moment to also <laughs> remind us of so many more successful Bachelor in Paradise couples, including, I want to note, ones that they pressured to break up on the show and only got back together after, like after Abigail and Noah. So, and Dean and Kaylin, And right? Dean and Kaylin. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I guess they left together. But like, it, yeah, it was the show didn't do them any favors. So married recently, Joe and Serena... Dean and Kaylin, Hannah and Dylan, Abigail and Noah got engaged. And then there are also a bunch of Paradise Babies, Astrid and Kevin, Ashley and Jared, Jade and Tanner, Raven and Adam. Lots of babies among that crew. And a bonus, Jesse Palmer's wife is pregnant. Oh, by the Paradise Gods? <laughs> yeah, it's immaculate. <laughs> I, I was kind of impressed, though, with the Paradise roster. I'm not going to lie. I was like, wow, there have been many more success stories from Paradise than from The Bachelor The itself. propaganda worked on you, Lee. It, it, it worked. <laughs> I was like, wow, wow, wow. You're like, I do believe in the process now. Even though I know, like, I follow all these people on Instagram. I've seen all their wedding photos. But you do sometimes forget, like, oh, they met on Paradise, of course. Yeah, no, it's 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 really sweet, and I do love a lot of these couples. And then, of course, there are Mari and Kenny aren't on this list because we saw them earlier. They did have they, they did, did have, have a, a legit real, wedding. Yeah, they yes. did have a legit wedding. But we're so happy for all of these happy couples, and we end with a preview of Joey's season of The Bachelor, of course. And there was a lot packed in there: hot tubs, beaches tennis rackets, worldwide travel, a very handsome Joey making out with a lot of very beautiful women, (laughs) sausages boinking the women and Joey straight in the face. (laughs) And I thought you you knew that Golden, the niceness between the women was too good to be true because these women are back to screaming at each other and calling each other bitches. The Bachelor that we've come to know, love, and somewhat hate. So long, sweet, sweet golden bachelor. Farewell. For now. Farewell. For now. We also are told that there will be a, quote, unprecedented first ending, which they definitely are trying very hard to make it look like Joey is just left alone. Alone. Mm -hmm. I don't believe it. I don't believe it either. But I do, like, wonder if one of the girls says, like, no. Oh, that would like, be. Do you think his first choice says no? Or is it like see, someone doesn't even show up on proposal day? Yeah. Or the Maybe person the, he thought he was going to get engaged to doesn't show up. There's going to be, there's going to be side if he should propose to the second. Oh. Woman. Like that's that the could sense be I interesting. Get. Yeah. That, that could I be. I feel it. like he's happy though, because on the Golden Bachelor, didn't he say something like, I hope to use this towards my yeah, relationship? Yeah. He's, I think he's happy and I think he's in a relationship. Also, how could Joey not be happy? I mean, I mean, he's so cute. He's my favorite bachelor. <laughs> he's the first, like, he's the only bachelor, bachelor, right? We would date. Yeah. The only one. It's Joey. The only one. Joey. A and lot he of gets to go like explore the world. Like, oh my God. The, the budget. The bachelor producers are like, amp the budget for this guy. I'm just like, they did charity so dirty. Like, how I dare know. they? 
Oh, Charity. Did anyone watch Dancing with the Stars? I know. Okay, I feel like fourth place I'm very happy low, with the right? winner, but her freestyle dance was amazing. She did like a cheer tango. She, she used to be a cheerleader. A cheerleader. So she had like people from cheer, the show. Oh, that's her. cool. I have, to, I have to watch it. I was reading about it. Was it. But, we, but anyway, we, we love, love you, Charity. Charity. We love you. I also do, of course, want to talk about this incredible credit sequence that we get at the very end of the episode between John Henry and Kat, in which we learn John Henry has never heard of a farmer's market, Botox, Pilates, retinol, matcha, or vitamin C serum. <laughs> Kat has so much to teach him. I was like, a farmer's love- market? Really? Really? I love how he thought matcha was like a Boston phrase. Like, oh, people in Boston drink the matcha. I was like, oh, John Henry. Oh, he has so much sweetie. to learn, but he's underwater a lot, you know? He's basically living with the sea creatures. So somebody, he's like the little mermaid. Kat is going to teach he him needs so to be much skincare. to the real world. His skincare is about to get amazing. He's going to know. I mean, he already has a baby face. I know. He's going to know so much about retinoids when Kat is done with him. <laughs> Thank you, Lee, as always. You are such a delight. Can you remind everyone, if they don't already know, which they should, where <laughs> they can find you on the socials and all of your amazing work? You could find me at Lee BZ, that's L-E-E-B-Z-E-E, on all social media. And you can find my writing, you know, on places like Scary Mommy, uh, Vulture, The Cut. You'll see me popping around as I live my life of mommyhood and freelancing and I'll miss you guys but this has been such a joy and I will come back so that me Claire and Emma can have the reunion we deserve one day (laughs) oh Lee should we do love to see it hate to see it yay I get to do it as a guest Let's start with love to see it. First, we love to see us all getting the opportunity to know some characters that were more minor in the franchise before Paradise, like Mercedes. She oh, was a delight. I love Mercedes. And we really didn't see that much of her on Zach's season. And it was so fun to feel like we really got to know her on this season. Also, Olivia. Oh, Olivia, I love Olivia. And even like a little shout out for Brayden having a little redemption on Paradise. Yeah. Again, some ups and downs for him, but we he was didn't definitely see him a fan this episode, favorite. But we love we love fan Brayden. We also love to see Eliza's stunning proposal dress adorned with rosettes. She looked like a bride. She could have gotten married next to Mari and Kenny. Gorge. Absolutely gorge. Ten out of ten. We also love to see Aaron telling Eliza, I just want to love you the way you want to be loved. Ugh, swoon. swoon. Mm-hmm. We love to see Aaron talking to Eliza's mom on the phone because he knew she would want her family's involvement. And that is really sweet. He takes notes. He takes breakfast orders. He takes notes. And he adores her. I hope they're doing okay. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> we also love to see... At least two couples still happily together. We love love, and we love that at least two couples have found love that seems to at least be semi-lasting. And we are cheering for both of these couples and also for Aaron and Eliza. And now it's time for Hate to See It. First of all, 
We really fucking hate to see the way that this show holds up engagement as the ultimate win and prize in a way that really, like, degrades the value of any other form of relationship. Yes. Seeing those two sad in the backseat of the car as they exit, when they should be as ecstatic, jubilant, was just, it just proved the point of... If you're not getting engaged in this franchise, then you don't matter until you maybe get engaged and married after the show is (laughs) over. And then you definitely (laughs) matter to us. TV wedding? Sure. Ugh, I hate it. We also hate to see Pilot Pete's teary exit. You know, let Pete be the bride, not always the bridesmaid. This guy really just wants a commitment. He He doesn't want to just randomly hook up with people at weddings. He wants a wife. And I respect that, Pete. We also hate to see sweet Olivia getting dumped again. Not saying Michael should have just stayed with her, but it's rough to watch her get rejected. Oh, poor Olivia. We also hated to see that bummer of an update on Aaron and Eliza. You know, what are these speed bumps that they hit and are they okay? I hope we get a little bit of an explanation soon, but I, I'm hoping that their relationship lasts. I'm having a feeling, yeah, something with distance. Yeah. Uh, uh, but there's, it's nothing bacons can't cure. It's just three. Three bacons. It's all you need. And finally, perhaps most importantly, we hate to see a three hour episode. Oh, why? Why? In, in, why? Why must you do this to us? You know what was great? One hour. One hour last week. It was the perfect Ugh. amount of time. Just, in and out. Yeah. Just quick. Dip in, dip out. Tell me what you need to tell me. Move along. Too long. And yes, no studio audience, no <laughs> live reunion, just these little cryptic updates. Do better, Paradise. But you know what? At least they injected some comedy and not just pure emotional trauma. So we got to give them that credit. And on that note, that is it for this episode of Love to See It with Emma and Claire. Thanks to our wonderful guest slash guest host, Lee Blickley. Love to See It is produced by us, Emma Gray, Claire Fallon, and Stitcher. This episode was edited by Talon Stradley. Our theme music is by Tamar Haviv, and our art is by Celine Chang. Josephine Martirana is our executive producer. If you like the show, please remember to follow us, rate us five stars, leave a review, and of course, spread the word to all of your friends about Love to See It. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at clarentemmapod at gmail.com. And you can also find us on TikTok at Love to See It Pod and Instagram at clarentemmapod. And you can find our newsletter, Rich Text, on Substack at clarentemma.substack.com. I'm also on social media at Emily Rose, and Claire is at Claire E. Fallon. We'll be back Tuesday with our rom com rewatch of The Family Stone. Save big money in your next project with help from Menards. Move water where you need it quickly with a Barracuda sump pump. Sump pumps keep your basement dry when big storms hit unexpectedly. Get a half-horsepower cast-iron Barracuda sump pump on sale now through May 5th. 
Hurry into Menards. And don't forget to check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. <laughs> 